The king only gazed at his little princess, with a look which she could not understand. "'She's got a crown in her bedroom,' she went on. "'But I've not been in there yet. "'You know she's there, don't you?' "'No,' said the king, very quietly. "'Then it must all be a dream,' said Irene. "'I half thought it was, but I couldn't be sure. "'Now I am sure of it. "'Besides, I couldn't find her the next time I went up.' "'At that moment a snow-white pigeon flew in at an open window.' "'and settled upon Irene's head. "'She broke into a merry laugh, "'cowered a little, and put up her hands to her head, saying, "'Dear Dovey, don't peck me. "'You'll pull out my hair with your long claws if you don't mind.' "'The king stretched out his hand to take the pigeon, "'but it spread its wings and flew again through the open window, "'when its whiteness made one flash in the sun and vanished. "'The king laid his hand on the princess's head.' held it back a little, gazed in her face, smiled half a smile, and sighed half a sigh. "'Come, my child, we'll have a walk in the garden together,' he said. "'You won't come up and see my huge, great, beautiful grandmother then, King Papa?' said the princess. "'Not this time,' said the king very gently. "'She has not invited me, you know.' "'and great old ladies like her do not choose to be visited "'without leave asked and given. "'The garden was a very lovely place. "'Being upon a mountainside, there were parts in it "'where the rocks came through in great masses, "'and all immediately about them remained quite wild. "'Tufts of heather grew upon them, "'and other hardy mountain plants and flowers, "'while near them would be lovely roses and lilies "'and all pleasant garden flowers.' This mingling of the wild mountain with the civilised garden was very quaint, and it was impossible for any number of gardeners to make such a garden look formal and stiff. Against one of these rocks was a garden seat, shadowed from the afternoon sun by the overhanging of the rock itself. There was a little winding path up to the top of the rock, and on top another seat, but they sat on the seat at its foot because the sun was hot. "'and there they talked together of many things. "'At length the king said, "'You were out late one evening, Irene.' "'Yes, Papa. "'It was my fault, and Lutie was very sorry.' "'I must talk to Lutie about it,' said the king. "'Don't speak loud to her, please, Papa,' said Irene. "'She's been so afraid of being late ever since. "'Indeed, she has not been naughty. "'It was only a mistake for once.' "'Once might be too often,' murmured the king to himself, as he stroked his child's head. "'I can't tell you how he came to know. "'I am sure Curdie had not told him. "'Someone about the palace must have seen them, after all.' "'He sat for a good while, thinking. "'There was no sound to be heard, except that of a little stream, "'which ran merrily out of an opening in the rock by where they sat.' "'and sped away down the hill through the garden. "'Then he rose, and leaving Irene where she was, "'went into the house and sent for Lutie, "'with whom he had a talk that made her cry. "'When, in the evening, he rode away upon his great white horse, "'he left six of his attendants behind him, "'with orders that three of them should watch outside the house every night.' 
walking round and round it from sunset to sunrise. It was clear he was not quite comfortable about the princess.' 